2: Something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast.
3: All right, all right. We can set up. We have enough time right now to set up the rest of the hour, which is that Bob Stefanowski is here, Republican candidate for governor. Hello there, Bob. Hey, Todd. Great to be back in studio. Yeah. Nice. So people can call in, ask questions, 860 860-522-9842. So we've got like 90 seconds before we get a traffic report, and then we'll come back from that, and we'll have a bunch of time. So um, you want to give us any little introductory thing? Talk yeah, about the weather, uh, <laughs> or where you've been, or no, where you have been up it to? It's
4: the perfect amount of time to talk about we need volunteers. And okay. uh, a woman from NoTollCT.com, Kathy Hopperstead, is in charge of our volunteer I, heard,
3: I just got an email, a you mass... Did. Email thing from Kathy, yeah. and she said she
4: was doing that. That's great because she's really good at She's this. amazing, and it's Kathy at bobforgovernor dot com. Kathy with a C at bobforgovernor dot com. You know, we need people to call and knock doors and help us mail out. Ned has an army of his own that because he's independently wealthy, he can afford to hire a hundred people. But uh, we're very reliant on volunteers. Um, and there's a lot of different things you can do. If you're not comfortable making phone calls, you can help stuff envelopes. But uh, Kathy's coordinating everything. We're going to win, uh, but it's going to be a close
3: election. So every little bit will will help here. So when she gets an email address like kathy at bobforgovernor.com, <laughs> do you sit up? Is that the last thing at night you go in and you program? <laughs> <Yeah. in> the-
4: <laughs> I want to see if your name is on it. and uh We'll see if Ned's chief of staff is on it, but no, it's, uh, it, you know, joking aside, it's really, really important. One of the things I allowed Ned to do last time was define me, and I can tell you that's not going to happen this time. We're going to define Ned Don't Latt let him for... define anything, because it'll be a twisted <laughs> definition. We're going to define him as a tax-raising, soft on crime, and, uh, you know, getting in the middle of families and nope, the he's done that.
3: 860 522 call up, ask Bob a question. We'll get going after we get a traffic update. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. W-T-I-C, so Bob Stefanowski's in studio taking your phone calls. Is there any uh, like operating theme you want people to follow, or can they just call in? and Whatever.
4: It's a wide-open phone line, so whatever's on people's mind. I actually like people who are not necessarily decided to vote for me to call in, because uh, I'm happy to talk to either. You, you're but, ready uh, to
3: convince them. Right, exactly. Good. Incremental votes, that's yeah. what we need. All righty. 860 That sounds like... Uh, political lingo. There you go. Incremental votes. Mark and West Hartford, hi.
1: Well, I'm not going to fit that category, Bob. Hey, Bob, first of all, my Request that when you become governor, you'll take
3: questions once every other month with Todd. Why um, do you keep going with this every other month? Why do you make it so easy what? on him?
4: <laughs> now, Mark, you're the guy that cut the governor on tape, right? A couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yes. In
1: fact, I want to ask you about that. You know, for, if you haven't seen the video, Bob, go on G. Kali. You know he's got great stuff there. Yes. So, I want to, so obviously, I I, I had about the 30 things I want to approach him with, and I'll just give you the two that I approached him with. The first one was his Israel trip. He still hasn't answered for it. He had on one of the days, a, it was called a fintech roundtable with two companies, Viola and Digital Currency Group. Both companies, when you tie them into Oak, HCFT, Annie Lamont's companies, you'll see she's done business with both in Israel. And so that was one of the uh, questions I have. But more importantly, and you should know this about me by now, is, is the nursing homes. I asked him why he was paying non-COVID facilities $400 per bed per day while he had field hospitals built for those exact type settings for COVID step downs. I asked him, and you should have heard, I'll just give you his his response to me. He said, look at how we perform compared to every other state. Look at what our fatalities were, and we saved lives. We were the best performing around. I'm hoping you can comment on both items. I know there's so many, uh, there's so many issues with Ned, but those two, the Israel trip, my point is he should reimburse us. People go like, why do you care that he did that? Because he used our money to fly out there. He had staff, he had security detail. The state, we should be reimbursed, the taxpayers of Connecticut on that one. The nursing home issue, I don't know how you're going to comment what he did. I said to him literally, your decision had had people died because of your decision
3: is what I had said to him. All right, let's get a response. Thank you, Mark.
1: Thank
4: you, thank you. So it's a terrific question, and and one of the things I hear from people on the fence for the governor election is, well, you know, Ned did a pretty good job
3: with COVID, <laughs> and which this, is probably the most upsetting thing anybody could say because that that's uh, you're in a trance basically if you if you're of that. And I don't say that to be insulting, but you're just not, you're falling under the trance that he's looking for you to be under, which is to assume, because he's up there and affable, that everything went well.
4: Right. Which, and and by the way, totally ignores that inflation is the highest it's been in 40 years, that he raised taxes, that he slapped on a food tax. And, you know, I haven't argued it, Todd, and maybe I should be. But if you want to focus on COVID, um, to Mark's point, this is a guy who put infected patients coming out of hospitals, COVID-infected patients, into our highest risk population in the entire state, the nursing homes. It's exactly what Cuomo did in New York, and I think it was uh, Av Harris on your show. They had a phrase, WWCD, was that it? What would Cuomo what do? What would Cuomo do, yes. Oh.
3: His staff was mocking that yeah. how Ned made decisions, and they they used those letters to in, to infer... Uh, another Ned failure based on Andrew Cuomo. So, you know,
4: there's so many things to point out that's wrong with this administration. And maybe I should start on that one because Governor Lamont didn't do a great job on COVID. Uh, We had one of the highest deaths per capita um, in the country. If you remember early on, he mandated uh, that people wear masks, yet he couldn't get any. And we got our, our, you know, our, our butt out of bed and Pat Sasser and I got on a um, his truck and we went down to New Jersey and we ended up handing out 1.5 million masks to first responders. And this was at a time when we didn't know how COVID was, was transistent. So, you know, for him to say he did a great job is, is, is not really true. Um, but there's more things that he said that are even more outrageous. The fact that he balanced the budget, the fact that he lowered taxes. There are so many outrageous things that this governor is saying and advertising on television every day. You don't know what to start with.
3: Yeah, It does seem like a, a big theory of, of incumbency and running for reelection is to simply state the opposite from what's true. Exactly. Because some large portion of the population will, because you're saying it, And because basically all the media reports is what elected officials say, that that carries weight and it must be true. And, you know, another grand one, he balanced the budget. Well, well, tell me one
4: state or one person that couldn't balance their budget if they got $6 billion from the federal government, which is what we got. When I get into office, we're going to balance the budget the right way by reducing cost, by being more efficient, by lowering the debt. And I don't expect to get $6 billion of found money from the federal government, but, but, but it's somewhere between a lie and being insincere to run around saying he did a great job balancing Connecticut's budget for the first time in decades. Well, of course he did. He got $6 billion. And by the way, that money that came in, it's not monopoly money. That's money from our
3: federal tax dollars. That's our money as well. The real people had to pay those taxes. Neil in Bristol, how you're on WTIC with Bob Stefanowski.
5: Good afternoon, Todd. Uh, Mr. Stefanowski, thank you for the opportunity to speak to you. I, I don't really have a question per se, and more as I'm an am- amateur uh, campaign manager for you. <laughs> I've been one I, of many, Neil. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> and I appreciate the, that I can talk to you directly. Sure. I just I want us as Republicans to act like Democrats campaigning attack, 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 attack. that's how they get us, that's how they get it. and we've sat back and taken it, and it's our turn to give it to them. Go to the inner cities, go to their battlegrounds, let's get them and get them to understand our message, and you are going to come across fantastically. I cannot wait for the debates, because you're going to (laughs) just smother him. Good luck, Mr. Stefanowski, because you got my vote, but I just want you to go hard and go often, all right?
4: Well, thank you, Neil. Thank you for your support. I'm with you. I can't wait to debate Governor Lamont um, because he's spewing lies. And and it's great to debate when the facts, the facts are in your favor. And they're absolutely in our favor. You cannot say our economy is doing well when we've got the second highest taxes in the nation, the highest utility cost in the continental U S he slapped a 1% tax on food. And it's the problem with politics. I tell people, Neil, if I had 10 minutes, I honestly believe this. If I had 10 minutes with every voter in Connecticut and Ned Lamont had 10 minutes with every voter in Connecticut, I would win by 20 points. I I, I honestly
3: believe that. How does it impact it that he gets that, the same Because amount he's time. an incumbent because and, and he is votes on his side. When he talks and you're winning them, so <laughs> yeah, it happens well, faster. Because yeah. you used to say this just if you had yeah. 10 minutes with everybody. Well, he's going to lose votes because, you know, when
4: people meet with him, they kind of see through the. They they see the the reality, but but the facts are absolutely in our favor, both in the state of Connecticut and nationally, and that's why I do think it's going to be a big year for Republicans. I, I honestly believe that. When I go out in the field, it feels very different from 2018. When I talk about getting government out of the way between a parent and their kid... And I talk about allowing parents to raise their children without the interference of government and having schools go back to teaching, reading, writing and arithmetic. I've got as many Democrats in that crowd as Republicans saying, bravo, it's time for a change. This state is ready. We run a good campaign, an aggressive campaign,
3: which is what we're going to do. We're going to win this election a uh, question about campaigning because you've been through the debate thing before you know pundits on TV always say oh well he's he's never done this before or he's done this before he's very experienced with the debate and do you think that'll make a difference
4: I think um, I think I'm a better candidate this time and you don't know me Tom I'm, I'm not an arrogant person but um, I'm more aggressive um, I'm more up to speed on the issues we've got a broader platform I'm more comfortable in front of the press I know the press, you know, at least they know who I am. Last time I came out of nowhere and there's a tendency to not like somebody who's new. Mm -hmm. Um, Amy and I never really stopped being out there. It wasn't, I wouldn't call it campaigning, but we've been to Bridgeport 50, 60 times in the last four years. We've met the community. Part of that
3: is just because Amy's such an activist and wants to help kids so much. Right.
4: We didn't know whether we were going to run, run again or not, but we saw what was happening in these cities like Bridgeport and New Haven and and we felt like we needed to help and but that's going to it's going to pay benefits and um, you know it's amazing to me that governor you know governor lamont is the highest rated democratic governor in the country well, well i mean that is know,
3: shocking yeah except
4: how well rated are the rest of them <laughs> well it's number 13 i think but 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 people have have finally come to the realization that democratic policies whether it's in bridgeport or greenwich or north haven where i grew up are killing the state and they are finally ready for a change, we got to run a good campaign, and we have to stay together as Republicans. We need to stay united. We need to focus on the 90% of the issues that we agree on and stay away from the 10% where we don't, because it'll be much better than what we have right now.
3: Bob Stefanowski here on WTIC. Bob in Suffield next. Hi, Bob. Hello, Bob. All right, Bob. We'll put you on hold and see if we can get back to you. Larry in Bridgeport. Hi, Larry.
6: Yeah, hi. Hi, Todd. Thanks for the show. Uh, hi, Mr. Stefanowski. Hi, Larry. Uh, we... Call me Bob. Okay, Bob. Hi. I, first off, um, you got my vote like you did last time. Um, I just want to repeat what Neil said. He's right on the money. Uh, you can't be Mr. Nice Guy here. you got to take the gloves off, and you got to keep going and going and going and speak the truth about what these people are doing up in Hartford for the last 30 years. They're back.
3: Uh, Larry, are you suggesting that there has to be a, a level of um, combativeness to get that point across effectively?
6: Well, I think you have to speak up and you have to be aggressive. That's what I think. I didn't say you had to be rude, but you have to be aggressive and tell the truth. you got people like Martin Looney running the state for 40 years, and I'm thinking of the different subjects. Uh, both of you just talked about some of the dishonesty that's being spread by the democrats uh about balancing the budget etc what about the powers these special emergency powers the governors had uh way longer than he should have i mean that's crazy so i support bob i wish him the best and um, he's got my vote and uh, that's all i wanted to say
3: larry
4: thanks for the phone call Thank you, Larry, and 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 I agree with that. And I'm going to do a very good job of pointing it out. The other thing I would say, though, is everybody listening, we've gotten worn down in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. We're used to it being craziness. So, so just as an example, the governor hires a misinformation director for $150,000 of taxpayer money to tell us what's true and what's not true. Last time I checked, America was founded on the principles of us being able to make our own decisions. But the press doesn't pick it up. Governor Lamont does it like it's a normal thing. The things that are happening now are absolutely absurd. And we've got to wake up and stop stop being able to, to live with mediocrity or even worse. So if everybody that's listening right now, I lost by 40,000 votes last time. If everybody who's listening right now can get five other people to come out and vote Republican, we probably win just by that. So mm-hmm. I'm going to spread the message. I'm going to set the tone from the top. But people should be upset. I mean, we've gotten kind of calm about the craziness in Connecticut. This needs to be an aggressive counter this year to to the nonsense that we've been living in Connecticut for 40 years under democratic control. We got to get people fired up.
3: And if we can do that, we're going to change the state. Well, you know, you mentioned a couple of statistics earlier. And and one was uh, second-highest tax state. In the and, nation. And then and then uh, energy bills, I think. Energy mentioned. highest in the continent in the U.S., so, only Hawaii so and Alaska higher. When you're oppressed like that, that's financial oppression. That takes away people's liberty, their ability to operate. There, it's hard to see that you're living oppressed you just feel a sensation of a lack of affordability and an inability to do the things you want you can't send your kids to the schools you want to send them you can't shop at the stores you'd like to be able to shop at you can't buy all the food you want or buy a new car the number of people in the state of Connecticut who don't buy a new car because they don't want to pay the higher taxes is is a stunning thing and most states don't have that as an issue so um I think you're right that 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 weighs on people. I mean, how many people, and
4: I'm not advocating this because I will be governor, but how many people do you know that went down to Florida or South Carolina and said how refreshing it is? How refreshing that the press is not biased. How refreshing that they can do things online. How refreshing that their house is a quarter of the cost and it's bigger. How refreshing <laughs> it is that there's no property taxes yeah, like we have here. The we can lower. do that, yeah. but people need to believe that we can win, and they need to be frustrated with what we have to force that change. The worst thing that can happen this election is people say, Meh, Governor Lamont's good enough. He did a decent job on COVID. You know what? He's not good enough. He's horrible. He's lying to us in these
3: campaign commercials, and it's time to hold him accountable. Let's try Louie in West Hartford for Bob Stefanowski. Hi, Louie.
2: Hi, Bob. Um, so what I wanted to bring up is the fact that um, everyone who hates their job thinks they're underpaid, and there's nobody who cries about being underpaid more than teachers. So here's what I think we should do. Um, I got terrible grades in high school. And as a result, I got sent to the alternative school. Now the alternative school was a, well, quite different program from the regular high school. We were actually, we actually had a reduced school day and we were required and not discouraged from required to have either a job or internship. And you know, that taught me a lot of real world skills and the classroom. Portion right, of the day, bring it
3: around to a question so we can, uh,
2: question, sure, question. So, um, let's see, how do I phrase this as a question, how, how would you propose to change the educational landscape beyond just, we need to focus more on reading and less on wokeness? Sure. I agree with that. You're preaching to the choir here, but yeah.
0: yeah. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink
3: Okay, that's a good question. But hang on, uh, we'll address it after we get a news update. Time for us to pause. Bob Stefanowski is here.
2: Miss something from The Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast.
3: I like how you're a veteran of this. I don't even have to say we're coming back. You you, you get all the audio signals. We'll slap those headphones on. I'm ready to go. Ready. I, to, I say one minute, battle. and I saw him sit up. Yeah, he, could, he could host. That's what we'll do when, he, when you're governor. We'll just have you host I'll a show. come in once on. a week. Forget about every two months. There you go. Yeah, Mark's trying to keep you away, I think. Mm. Uh, Armand and Avon. Hi, Armand. You're on with Bob. Hi, Thank
2: Todd. Thanks for taking my call. Hi, Bob. Uh First, I'd like to thank you for running again. Thank really you, Really appreciate it. Thank you. But I have an ask of you and the other members of the Republic, Republican Party that are running. Yes, sir. I'd like you to all make a joint statement, and I'd like you to take a leadership position on uh, having a common goal. And that common goal is to take back Connecticut first and then take back our country second. I'd like to see every Republican candidate echo that message and that goal, and I'd like you to take that leadership position.
4: That's a very fair question, Herman, and believe it or not, I've said that um, out on the trail, which is, if we're going to turn this country around, we're going to need to do it from the bottom up, and that includes the local Republican town councils and the Republican mayors. We have actually have a majority at the town level in Connecticut of Republican leaders, We get the governorship back and we start sending a message that Connecticut is starting to turn itself around. We get a senator who's a Republican representing Connecticut. I fundamentally believe, and and, and it is time to do it, because this country and this state are both at a tipping point. It's one of the reasons my wife and I decided to get back into this business, which we thought long and hard about it. But this is an opportunity that I have not seen in my lifetime that's coming up in November. We have a confluence of events all the way from Joe Biden down to Ned Lamont, where these people have pushed it too far. They're waiting for us to bring back individual liberty and being able to do what you want to do rather than governor, government telling us what to do. And we are going to do it, Armin, and I promise you I will do that. We're going to rebuild it from the bottom up.
3: All right. Anybody remember what the question was? I, I believe going into news, there was a question we didn't oh, answer. It was a about education. To. Yes, the schools. Um,
4: yeah. Before I do that, I want to give a shout out to Robert. He volunteered with Kathy Hopperstead uh, after my plug this morning. Uh-huh. Again, it's kathy at bobforgovernor.com. That's cool. So if you're listening, we got one volunteer, hopefully more. Um, but on education, a couple things. Number one, there's a lot of good teachers out there. Um, I do think our school should get back to focused on reading, writing, arithmetic. Leave the kitchen table issues to the kitchen table. If a parent wants to talk to their kid about anything, that's up to them. But to have these social issues be forced in a kindergartner's curriculum when that kid can't even tie their shoes, I think is fundamentally wrong. We should leave it up to parents.
3: Well, there is a simpler issue along the lines of what you're saying, which is the space that gets taken up by something that isn't about the kids' education means they don't get that time for education.
4: That's right. And and I think we should be teaching the trades in high school. And a college degree is not for everybody. Uh, we've got small business in Connecticut dying for kids with basic drafting skills, engineering skills. We should be supporting the trade schools. So all of those kids come out of the trade school with three, four job offers. And then the final thing is let the funding follow the child and the parents. Don't keep dumping money into areas that don't work. Support the local schools in cities and elsewhere. For people that wanna go to the schools, we need to continue to support it. But give parents the right to send their kid to the school that they want. That'll migrate kids towards the better schools. There'll be a process that makes the schools better. We should do that immediately.
3: back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. WTIC, Bob Stefanowski is here. We're talking gubernatorial issues and the race. Uh, I got a a question by text, and that is you talk about fighting crime and improving the crime situation because there is a, a kind of an epidemic going on of certain types of crime in particular, what's the treatment for that problem? Well, it's a a great question. Um,
4: Pete Myers and I, who's here in the studio with me, Pete had a 98-mile-an-hour fastball, by the way, at University of Hartford, or 93. Anyway, uh, we had lunch today with uh, a few police officers. I won't tell you what town, and and it's fascinating, Todd. Um, I know they'd like to have more money, but they're not demanding more money. They're not demanding you know, a lot of perks. What what they really are demanding, which they deserve, is respect. Mm-hmm. And these men and women are out there every day of the week putting their lives on the line for us. We should be respecting the heck out of them. We should be supporting the heck out of them. One of the things that really hurt was the police accountability bill that Governor Lamont signed. It took away something called qualified immunity. So officers are now personally liable if something goes wrong. And And, and what that's resulted in is a shortage of police officers throughout the state. The state troopers of Connecticut are supposed to have 1,300 officers. They're down to beneath 900. So Governor Lamont is soft on crime. I'm going to be tough on crime, and I'm going to support the hell out of law enforcement because crime is absolutely out of control. I don't know if you saw a couple weeks ago that the the delivery guy showed up, and he was dragged behind the car for 100 yards. That was a horrible story. In Wallingford? Yeah. You see, this weekend, three or four shootings, and and, and what do the Democrats do? They throw some chart up on social media that shows that the crime is actually down in Connecticut. You talk to any family, not not only in the cities but in the suburbs, they are worried about their safety. And in my lifetime, Todd, I have not seen this level of worry about safety. We're going to support law enforcement, we're going to toughen things up, and we're going to crack down on crime.
3: All right, let's get Bill in Newington. You're on WTIC, Bill. Yes, I'm here. You're on the air, go ahead. Uh,
5: Mr. Stefanoski? Yes, sir. Um, There's, there has been um, a couple derogatory type um, ads, political ads on a couple TV stations locally that say that uh, some business you were in or some operation you were in charged 450%. To, to the poor people of someplace. Could you explain that? And I also have a, a question for your host, um, your radio host. Can you explain what's behind that um, exorbitant, illegal tax that the federal government wants to apply to um, local, especially in Connecticut, uh, radio stations?
3: Bill, thanks for the call. Bob, you want to take the first one?
4: I'm glad you asked it because 99% of the attack ads that Governor Lamont is running right now are absolutely untrue. He'll take one nugget of 1% and then he'll exaggerate. I worked for a company that provided loans to people that couldn't get them elsewhere. There's actually about 20% of the population in the world that don't have access to bank accounts. And you know what they do? They go to loan sharks and they go to other people that they shouldn't go to. I'm proud of what I did with this loan company. We introduced a lower interest rate product. We encouraged people to improve their credit history. We graduated them to normal banks. We lightened up on the collection policies. We got good reviews from the regulators. The The Consumer Finance Protection Bureau raved about what we did. So it's classic Democrat. Let's stick our head in the sand and, and assume nobody has a problem. Well, people do have a problem. Many people need access to these banks and financial institutions and we graduated them to that and at the same time helped met their needs and i'm really glad you asked it because every
3: time i see that commercial it infuriates me. but it's the worst kind of guilt by association of just throwing out an innuendo and looking to hang it around somebody's head and from the from a political organization that says they don't like bigotry and prejudice, I mean it's all of one school, isn't it? Well, and what makes it worse, Tom, is that, or, uh, Todd, is that's followed by a commercial
4: about Governor Lamont saying he cut taxes. He didn't cut taxes. He slapped a one percent food on on one uh, percent tax on food. He raised taxes by two billion dollars his first year in office. And this is what in this campaign I'm trying to get through to people the facts the truth, the character of each of us, uh, me versus Governor Lamont, the experience we each have to be governor. And if we can get that, th- that across, Todd, we're going to win by 20 points.
3: So if I have this right, his claim is that he's a tax cutter, that he lowered taxes. Right. And why, why is
4: that not <laughs> true? Can you give us the his first year in office, which, by the way, is not an election year. He, he instituted one of the largest tax creases in the history of Connecticut. He put a a tax on food. He put a tax on DVD downloads. He put a tax on personal um, uh, protective equipment. Um, He raised taxes across the board. This is the problem with politics. Then he gets into an election year, and, he, and arguably, it's not even really a tax cut, but even give him credit for that. He says he cut taxes by $600 million. Well, last time I checked, $2 billion increase in taxes, less a $600 million decrease. That's $1.4 billion
3: that he's added to the taxes of the people of Connecticut, and, and that the tax reduction is made possible by $6 billion oh, in transferred exactly. tax money from the federal government. Exactly. It's all, it, it's like a Ponzi scheme. And the fact that he's taken
4: credit for it, Todd, and pitching it that way tells you a lot about his character or a lot about his lack of
3: character. Bob Stefanowski with us on WTIC, Rick in Wallingford. Hi. Uh, good
5: afternoon, fellas. And, uh, governor of, elect to be uh, Bob I got a question for you Yes sir What are you going to do to attract the manufacturing base here in Connecticut I'm I'm so tired of this being a state of doctors, lawyers and hospitals and restaurants What are you going to do to attract yep. manufacturing and expand it I mean I we've got a, a piss poor transportation system and on our energy, you know, forget about that. You've you got to work on that. What, what's your plan to attract manufacturing here in Connecticut?
3: Is that accurate? What, what Rick is saying? Is that right, that, that there's a lack of manufacturing? Well, the, the, the,
4: we need more. Um, but I will tell you, and I've, I've probably visited 15 mid-sized manufacturing companies in Connecticut. Every single one of them has a proposal from Florida or North Carolina to come down south. They're being coaxed. To, where, where the tax lower. For. We've got a severe shortage of qualified labor right now. Every one of these companies is look which is why I get back to the trade schools that we spoke about earlier. They need more people. The other thing is the regulation, the piles and piles of forms they need to fill out. In twenty eighteen I would have jumped to taxes as the number one solution. That's part of it. The taxes are too high. Um, you know, we should lower those taxes, get rid of the uh, some of the fees that we pay. But it's as much getting our workforce better qualified. To to, to um, I forget the caller's name, but to, but to his point, Rick, Rick getting the infrastructure improved, um, slapping a diesel tax on you know on July first in the middle of the highest inflation in forty years certainly doesn't help because many of these manufacturing companies then have to ship their product. So there's a lot of things we can do. But it's not just taxes, it's regulation, quality
3: of workforce, and infrastructure are just as important. Part of that conversation, four years ago in the, in the campaign, there was a lot of talk about tech and the need for an innovation economy. Where is the state on that?
4: Well, we do some things around the edges. <clears throat> I know UConn um, has some things going. I know Yale has kind of an uh, an incubator top type thing but you look at what what boston did in the back bay of boston there's no reason we shouldn't be able to do that we've got some of the greatest universities in the, the world the uh the south end i yeah, think you know one of the reasons ge moved there is they wanted access to high quality talent and and there's nothing that that they have up in massachusetts that we don't have here we got some of the the best universities in the country but we have to collaborate better we have to put some money behind it. We haven't had a chance to talk about it, Todd, but do you know that Governor Lamont is sitting on close to $6 billion of a rainy day fund right now? Which means he's taken more from taxpayers than he needs to the tune of $6 billion. That's a pretty stunning number. I mean, why he refuses to give even any of that back when people are suffering with 4 to $5 a gallon gas prices and milk costs and, and, and groceries and, and, and everything else that people are going through right now, I don't know how he gets up every morning, looks himself in the mirror, and says, I'm going to keep that money in the bank. We've come out with some proposals to get it back to people and lower the cost of getting
3: through this inflation that we have right now for whatever reason he refuses to do it. Kim and Cromwell, you're on with Bob Stefanowski.
2: Hi, Bob. Um, I'm the resident climatologist in the group, and we must take the state back from the extreme utopian alarmist on climate. I think what they are proposing is very oppressive and egregious um, and is going to set people back. What I am in favor of is something more positive such as pursuing carbon capture in biodiesels. These things seem to get a lot of the stuff done than trying to run a state electricity supply totally by solar and wind.
4: So Yeah, I'll address that. There's definitely something going on, you know, in the environment when when you see the extremes. The issue I have is with how Governor Lamont has tried to fix it. Do you remember the old TCI tax days, Todd, where he was demanding that that we add a tax to gas that was going to be used for climate change? Well, first of all, Connecticut is one of the few states that was going to adopt it. And last time I, I checked, smoke travels across state borders. So Connecticut doing something like that has absolutely no impact. And can you imagine if he had gotten it through? Think of all the things we've stopped this governor from mm. doing. Putting that We'd have tolls on the road right now if it wasn't for Kathy Hoppersted and Pat
3: Sasser. Not just tolls, but tolls that would have charged you more to go drive into certain areas yeah, at we'd certain have congestion, times congestion. We'd have congestion pricing. Gas prices
4: would be even be higher with the TCI tax. The number of things, and you got to give the Republican legislature, who's in a minority, credit for fighting back. It would be 10 times worse if we had allowed this governor to do what he wanted well, to do. Well, you also
3: have to give credit to the Democratic members of the legislature who refused to pass tolls and refused True. the TCI tax. True. So he couldn't get either side
4: on board. <laughs> right. I mean, you think about it, we got a Democratic president, Democratic Senate, Democratic House, Democratic governor, and Democratic state legislature. If there's anybody, and they're trying to run from the economy and say it's not their fault, there's nowhere for them to run in October and November, and that's why we're going to beat them. Tim in Manchester, hi.
1: Hi, uh, good afternoon. Listen, Bob, you got my vote. You had it last time. Um, As far as the rainy day fund goes, it's raining a lot right now. Thank you for recognizing that. But I'm sorry, but you know, part of your appeal is you are an incredible. It's very lovely to see someone who is not a politician, someone who doesn't have the political savvy. But you know, every everything you say is being recorded, and you just dropped a soundbite of, "I'm very proud of what I did at that loan company," that will so be clipped and pulled out of your statement and. Yeah,
3: he, no, he's. Yeah. I think he said that uh, four years ago,
4: over and over. I've said it consistently, and you know. And maybe I'm not a politician, Tim, but I'm going to say good. what's on my mind. And and you know, what I've realized in politics, I could say I could be silent for the next ninety days. They're going to find something to pick at. And and you know, I appreciate your your comment and your feedback, and I'll take it. I'll take your advice. But uh, I was too. I was too guarded last time. You know, I was very heavily advised, and don't say this, don't say that. You know what, Tim, this time I'm putting it on the table. People want to hear it. They're tired, they're fed up, and and, and I think being honest is the best thing I can do.
3: Um, uh, Michael Lebowitz wanted to ask you what you'll do uh, uh, with the prison system. What changes you want to see there?
4: Well, I'm not sure which facility he's in, but I can tell you, I did a press conference outside of the Cheshire facility um, just about a month ago now, and the conditions are horrible. They've got no air conditioning. It's 100 degrees inside that building. Um, they've got a shortage of, of uh, security officers. So when they let the inmates out, they, you know, it's like 15 to 1, which has become a security hazard. I'm amazed the governor hasn't done anything about it. And um, the conditions both for the inmates and, and the security officers and prison corrections officers both need to be improved. Again, we're sitting on five, six billion dollars in the Capitol building, yet we've got people sitting in a 100 degree heat with five showers per 100 people. It's absolutely disgusting that, that this governor doesn't do something about it.
3: All right, we've got 30 seconds. Well, 20 if you have a closing thought.
4: So listen, guys, please come out. The top three things that I'm gonna change is number one, It's way too expensive to live in Connecticut, and that's just not taxes. It's the cost of food. It's the cost of energy. Number two, we're going to make people feel and be safer. We're going to support the heck out of law enforcement. And number three, we're going to support education, and we're going to get the government out of the way between you and your kid. You should be raising your kid, not state government,
3: and that's what we're going to do. Bob, thank you for being here. We'll see you again soon, I hope. Thank you, Ted.
7: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact.